Hello everyone, welcome back to the Ocean Lovers Podcast, Kirsty here, and today's going to be another solo episode. So as we explained in the last episode with Katie that she is preparing to move to Florida and she has a lot of exciting things coming her way, um, but she is very busy with packing. She moves next week and I'm sure after she moves uh, with starting her new job, she'll have to get acclimated to everything. And um, so we're really hoping that we can start recording soon and and have some more episodes up for you guys. But in the meantime, I'm either going to be doing uh, possibly some solo episodes and some guests on the podcast. So if you are in the field and you want to be a potential guest on the podcast, be sure to message me on Instagram. That's probably the best place to message me. Or if you have a suggestion for someone else, you can also send me their names, their social media, and I can reach out to them that way. Before we get started in this episode, I want to plug in real quick that if you are new here, hello, welcome to the podcast, and we do have a Patreon page if you guys are looking for a way to help support the podcast. So obviously, following our social media, Instagram uh, probably is our main platform, but if you follow our social media or you leave reviews, that is a great way to help spread the podcast. But if you are looking for a different way to help support the podcast, we do have a Patreon page. Now, I know the majority of you listening have already heard me talk about our Patreon page, so I'm not going to go too into it. But for those that are new here or you don't know what a Patreon page is, it is basically a monthly subscription to help a podcast or a content creator, whoever is making their Patreon page. It helps them monthly um, continue what they're doing. And for ours, we have a couple different tiers to choose from. And of course, they're different range in prices. And each one has its own special perks. So you just just have to kind of see which one you think is best for you and which one you gravitate towards and that you just pick that one and then you just pay a monthly subscription to that and we try to communicate with you guys on there too and once we get more patrons on there it would be nice to do more live streams I would love to do those but we just need to kind of get uh, more of a following on there before we start doing that I would love to do that with Katie so just keep that in mind in the future once we get some more people on there we will most definitely be doing some live streams I think that would be a lot of fun Okay, so now that that has been said, we're going to get into the episode. This episode is just going to be a little bit of ocean news, some daily news, some articles that I came across. There's a couple different things that I thought was really interesting and I wanted to talk to you guys about it. So to kick it off, we're going to start with a happy whale post, the whale spotlight of the week that we did this week, and that is Google. If you want to search for Google and to look at this humpback's migration patterns and all the information, you can go to happywell.com and type in Google as the uh, specific name for that humpback, or you can type in the ID number, which I have. So it's HW-MN050-2315. Once you type in all that information, you should be able to see that humpback's um, information right away. And it's just really cool to see their migration patterns and to see who is spotting them, where they're spotting them. So definitely check that out. So as of right now, we actually don't know if this humpback is male or female, but we do know that this humpback is the calf of Starlight and her ID number is CRC-12529. This humpback was seen breaching September 4th, 2021, and they saw that he or she had a very distinct white eye patch while breaching, and that is actually how this humpback got its name, Google. 
I do have to admit something though. This is actually not the reason why I picked Google as the whale spotlight of the week. Um, generally when I go on Happy Whale, I just try to look up maybe more recent whales that were um, last seen or I try to look at the map to see um, just different locations. It's I'm not super picky when it comes to it. I try to look at a little bit of the humpback whales um, information too. And for some reason, Google stood out to me because of its fluke. If you want to see a picture of the fluke, head over to Happy Whale Official on Instagram because we have a whole post about it. Obviously, that's where I'm getting this from. Um, but Google's fluke is very interesting because it's almost white. So that's what it really intrigued me is that it's not um, as common. It's actually more common to see this in the Southern Ocean region. And it's more uncommon to see it in the North Pacific Ocean region. So definitely head over to Happy Whale's Instagram if you guys want to see that photo. It's just really amazing. And that is it for the Whale Spotlight of the Week. Next week we'll have a new one, so stay tuned for that. The next thing we're going to talk about is something really interesting. I want to say we have mentioned it one other time on the podcast, but there is another report out. So I definitely wanted to share that with you guys. So back in 2020, there were reports coming out saying that killer whales in Europe were going after ships. Now fast forward to 2023 and it's happening again. Now they are saying that this group of orcas are actually teaching their young, their calves, to do this as well, which is just really fascinating to me. They're saying that this behavior actually came from one specific orca, and I believe that orca's name is Gladys. I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure that the name of that killer whale is Gladys. They're also saying that this orca could have developed some traumatic experience with a ship or a yacht or, you know, a small boat. And that is potentially why it is causing this behavior or it's doing this behavior towards um, smaller boats and yachts. And now it is teaching its young. It's just really interesting to me because us in the whale community or in the ocean community, um, whether you're studying in the field or you're in the field already, we already kind of know like these animals have um, are very highly intelligent, but there are still a lot of people out there that don't believe that. And I think this is just a perfect example of showing how intelligent these orcas really are. You know, it really made me think after reading this article too, because generally, you know, obviously orcas pass down certain things to calves. They teach them how to hunt and feed and play and, you know, life skills. And for this orca to be teaching its young to go after boats and yachts and things like that, um, it just makes you wonder is, will this behavior carry on when that uh, killer whale gets older and has um, its own babies, if this is a female? Um, will it teach its calf the same thing? So it just kind of makes you wonder, is this something that's going to be, at least in this pod or in that area, is this something that's going to be passed down? Or is, is yeah, it just really makes me wonder. I guess on May 4th, there was this report about how these three orcas were going after this little yacht. One of them was an, uh, an adult orca. The other ones were smaller. And basically, this adult orca was just showing the younger ones how to hit this boat and they were watching and they mimicked it and um, they were basically repeating what the adult orca was doing. So that's just really fascinating. 
The next thing we're going to talk about is Mumbari. So if you don't know this already, I absolutely love Mumbari. There's so many different articles and resources and projects that they're doing literally on like a daily or monthly basis. So definitely check out Mumbari if you haven't already. Um, also, if you don't know, Mumbari has a hydrophone. I believe it's still live. I used to listen to it all the time. Um, every so often I'll go on there, but you can, if there's humpbacks in the area singing, making noises, dolphins, there's been um, sperm whales clicking on there before, um, you can listen to this live. I think there's a tiny bit of a delay, like maybe a couple minutes, 10 minutes at the most. Um, but other than that, it's live and it's it's actually planted in the bay. So that way you get that experience. If you go to mumbari.org, they have so much to look at. But for this specific episode, we're going to be talking about um, something that I found in their projects tab. So if you go to projects, um, they have so many different articles you can read about different projects that they're obviously working on or that they've worked on in the past. And it's really interesting. But the one we're going to be talking about specifically is called Age and Growth, I believe. Yes, Age and Growth Studies. Also, I'll be leaving all of these links that I mentioned in this episode on Facebook and our Patreon page. So this project that they did was specifically about cephalopods, so that's squid, octopus, and cuttlefish. If you guys don't already know, um, they don't have a very long lifespan. It's generally about a year or less. Um, but this article talks a little bit more on studies that they did to show that some deep sea squid actually live longer. So here's the interesting part, and I was so fascinated by this after reading the article. Um, so these squids... They apparently have these small stones and they're called statoliths and they are basically they grow in the lifespan of the squid. So essentially they're looking at these stones because they're trying to figure out how long or how old these squids are and it's basically just like the rings on a tree. And I thought that was so cool. So they look at these stones under the UV light because again they're dyed with that special dye. And they're able to see by those rings how old these squids are. And apparently the deep sea squid actually lives longer than a squid that would be in shallow water. Also, while I was reading this, I just assumed that once they took the squid to the lab, it was obviously dead. But um, if I'm reading this correctly, they are actually not. So they are taking these live squid and they are putting it back in clear water and they were able to notice that every single day that passed after already um, dying the stones, one ring would appear each day. So they were able to identify the additional stones because those ones were not dyed yet. Um, so I was just like literally flabbergasted when I read that. That was very interesting. So hopefully that was interesting to you. <laughs> Um, and if anything else comes out about it, I will be sure to put that in another episode in a future episode. But uh, definitely let me know if you find that interesting on our social media because I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. Lastly, I'm going to finish it off with a little bit of humpback whale news. So this isn't so much current news too. This video I think was taken in October of last year, 2022. Um, but basically they were able to get this video section cup on a humpback whale and they were able to see these humpbacks um, socialize underwater. But the most interesting part was they were able to see these humpbacks actually scrape up against the sand floor. 
or the sand on the floor of the ocean and um, they were turning upside down and twisting a little bit. So that was really fascinating to watch. We do have our theories that, you know, they could be doing this because they are trying to scrape off the barnacles um, or shed their skin. You know, they do have dead skin that comes off. Um, but they also say that they do this by breaching as well. Peck slapping could be a reason. Um, so there's so many different ways that they could be doing this. But they're also saying that it could be them communicating with one another, socializing with one another. I guess um, in one of the videos that they captured on this specific humpback whale, um, that it was swimming very closely to another humpback whale. So they're thinking maybe it was um, courting it somehow. So there's so many different things that could be happening. Um, but it's a very interesting video. I'll try to post it if I can. Um, if, I, if I'm not able to post it for whatever reason, I'm sure you can look it up. It's just, you know, type in humpback whale scraping against the ocean floor and hopefully you'll find the same video. Um, but it's just really interesting. So we'll just, we'll never know. It would be nice to know, but um, we, we will never know which one it is. Are they communicating with one another? Are they just shedding? Are they just trying to get off their dead skin? Was this humpback courting with another humpback? Um, yeah, so it's very interesting. And that is it for today's episode. I really hope that you guys enjoyed it. I know that um, it's probably a little more entertaining when we have two people on the podcast or a guest. Um, I am working on getting some guests, like I said in the beginning of this episode. If you want to potentially be a guest on here, message me on Instagram. Or if you have a suggestion for someone else, like a professor or just someone, maybe a role model you look up to, message us their name and I can try to get in contact with them them. That would be really cool to do. And hopefully in the next couple weeks, I can get Katie on here. I know that things are just crazy busy with her right now. Um, so I don't want to bother her with that, but hopefully we can get some episodes up and going. But in the meantime, I will be just trying to have guests on or I'll be doing some solo episodes. So again, I hope you guys loved this episode. Let me know your feedback on um, this post once I get this episode up. I love hearing your guys' feedback and suggestions and I will see you guys next week. Bye!